everybody. This is Brother Paxton. We are here once again in Rockbridge County, Virginia. We've got some friends that came over this morning to say hello behind me here. And uh, this is November the 11th, 2016. It's Veterans Day. And we want to just take this time to say to all the veterans out there, Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service, for protecting our freedoms. And we love you so very, very much. Today is also Founders Day at VMI the Virginia Military Institute. So later on this afternoon, Angie and I will be over there. We're going to get some footage, if possible, to use here on the program for TV2 uh, in up north of Michigan. And we love you very much. Thank you for tuning in week after week for all of these years. I want to talk to you today about uh, some promises that God makes to people who come to Him. Uh, irrespective of their condition, irrespective of their sin, uh, irrespective of what they've done or have failed to do, God makes certain promises to those who approach Him. Listen to this. In Psalm 34, 18, <clears throat> the Scripture says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. I'm telling you that every time in your life that something happens that breaks your heart, God is close to you at that time. And it says also, He saves such as has a contrite spirit. When we're contrite, what does that mean? That word simply means uh, we're sorry. Uh, there's a lot of other meaning that can be attached to that, but we're, we're motivated to have regret over actions or inactions uh, in our life. When we're in that position, the Lord is near to us and the Lord saves us. That's a beautiful verse of Scripture, Psalm 34, 18 talking about those who approach God. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 2, the Lord says this. And this, this message goes out to people everywhere. It says, Return, you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Indeed, do we come to you? For you are the Lord our God. There's only one place to go, in other words, to find healing for our backslidings. There's only one place to go to find salvation for our souls. There's only one place to go, and that's Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary's cross. And the Lord says, yes, you've backslidden, but if you will return to me, he said, I will receive you. Isn't that a beautiful promise? That's a beautiful promise to all of us who are prone to wander sometimes in life. It's a beautiful promise that when we return, he will heal our backslidings. What does that mean? When He heals our backslidings, we stop backsliding. Amen? And so sometimes that's a process, and sometimes it takes a while, but the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. In Daniel chapter 4 and verse 27, the Bible says this, Therefore, O King, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous. Now let me say that to you for just a moment. Break off your sins by being righteous. The most righteous thing you can do is to humble yourself and go to Him and say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And when you do that, you are being righteous and you're breaking off sin. It's faith in that blood. Faith in the blood of Jesus that will break off sin. And it will break off shame. And it will introduce you to a new way of living. Let's read that again, Daniel 4.27. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous, 
and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. You know that by you uh, having and developing compassion for the poor, you can see bondages in your life broken. That word iniquity there, it actually refers to a sin pattern that has even maybe been passed down through generations, but it's broken when you show mercy to the poor. I wish the church would rise up once again and show mercy to the poor. As I said in many other messages uh, here recently, we don't give to get, we give to give. And we give to love and we give to bless in Jesus' name. It says, uh, break off your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. All right, I want to talk about that for just a moment. Um, we get accustomed to the way things are going in our lives sometimes, and we think it's just going to go on forever. But you know, there's an old adage that the old timers used to say, and it really is the truth, that hard times come to everyone. And that really is the truth. And so we go through cycles and seasons in our lives. And right now, we might be in a season of absolute prosperity and praise be to God. But we may also have to praise Him in a season where things are a little tight, or where things are hard, or where things are rough. Well, it says here that if we show mercy to the poor, perhaps God will lengthen the season of our own prosperity. And that's a wonderful thing when we consider. I want to tell you, sowing and reaping works. Giving and receiving works. It says in Joel chapter 2 and verse 13, So rend your heart and not your garment. Rend your heart. Don't tear your clothes. The old, in the old days, when they would repent of sin, they would tear their clothes and smear sackcloth and ashes all over their body. Sometimes they would wear the sackcloth and smear the ashes on. And other times they would literally burn the sackcloth and mix that up with other ashes from wood or whatever they were using. And they'd just smear that all over their body. And they thought that was repentance before the Lord. God is saying, rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful. Hallelujah. He is slow to anger and of great kindness, and He relents from doing harm. I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of times, I've heard Christians say this all my life, you know, that uh, you just keep doing what you're doing, just keep going the way you're going, and God's going to get you. God don't want to get you. He wants to get you. He wants to get you saved get you born again, and get you into His kingdom. That's what He wants to do. Now there will come a day where you've waited too long and you will face the judgment. Yes, absolutely. But as long as you have breath in your body, praise God, God is wooing you to come to Him. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a promise that we have from the Lord. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger and of great kindness, and He relents from doing harm. God does not want to judge you guilty. He wants, through your faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, for you to be declared innocent. Now let me, let me say that again because it's important. God doesn't want to judge you guilty. He wants to declare you innocent. But He can only do that if you put your faith in what Jesus Christ did for you at the cross of Calvary and put your faith there 100% and 
not trusting in any of that sackcloth or any of that tearing of your garments or hey it said rend your heart when, when I rend my garment that's something I am doing but we don't trust in what we do when we rent when our hearts are rent or when it says rend your hearts that's something the Holy Spirit does as he quickens it to you that you need a Savior that you need Jesus Christ that you need God and God wants to declare you innocent he wants to save you from the fires of the devil's hell amen in Micah 718 it says this who is a God like you pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage he does not retain his anger forever because God delights in mercy and so I would say this to you some of you might be saying well brother Lynn uh, 20 years ago uh, I did this or I did that and I hurt some people or I did this or I did that listen God doesn't retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy and so God's heart to you right now no matter what you've done I, I, I don't care if you've murdered somebody I don't care if you got in a fight and beat somebody down I don't care if you stole some money I don't care if you lied and cheated listen God delights to show you mercy but that mercy will never take root unless there is repentance on your part and so we repent we rend our heart and not our garments as we read a moment ago we come to him and he begins to pour over us wash over us with his mercy and the blood of Jesus Christ hallelujah to God forever in Luke 6 and 21 here's a promise uh, to the repentant uh, soul it says blessed are you who hunger now for you shall be filled we hunger now we are filled later we walk by faith now in order to walk by sight later okay that's a principle of the Word of God that you need to grab a hold of blessed are you who hunger now for you shall be filled blessed are you who weep now for you shall laugh and I, I touched on this a few days ago in a message irrespective as to the problem that you're facing now what you're going through in your life you might be crying now you might be weeping life might not be the best for you it might be hard difficult but faithfulness brings great reward in the kingdom and obedience brings blessing and one day you're gonna laugh with joy one day you're gonna run free across the hills of glory one day by just simply trusting in what Christ did for you so let's read another promise here uh, it says in Luke 15 7 I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance so when 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 a person comes to Christ all of heaven stops what they're doing for I don't know maybe it's a brief moment only but they stop what they're doing and they rejoice over another soul who's been washed in the blood of the Lamb in Acts 2 and 38 then Peter said to them repent now here we go this is step one repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that baptism is in to Christ that is a baptism that's by faith it's by faith in the blood it's by our receiving of Christ our sins are remitted 
and were baptized into Christ. And it says, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to say it to you this way. I believe there is a baptism in the Holy Spirit, an event subsequent to salvation. But in this connection right here, I believe he's saying that you receive the Holy Spirit that seals you when you're born again. And so when you get born again, you get the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit seals you. When you, in that second event, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gets you. I'll say that again. When you're born again, you do get the Holy Spirit. That's one event. Then there's a subsequent event called the baptism in the Holy Ghost, where the Holy Spirit gets you. And so that's two different events, two different baptisms, but that's what he's talking about here is when you get born again, you're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And when you're born again, that makes every word we've read here today yours. It, it now belongs to you. You are an inheritor of the promises and of the blessings. Let's read it one more time as we close today. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing now in this passage this is Acts 3:19 earlier we read Acts 2:38 that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and what that's referring to it has an end times connotation that there will be a whole uh, time frame in history where God will be pouring out his refreshing onto the planet earth but it also refers simply to the fact that you're entering into a time of refreshing for your soul when you receive Jesus Christ. And so we haven't had time to read them all here today, but these are some promises of God to those who are repentant in heart and who will turn to Him. Don't run from God, run to God. Don't continue to go on and just live a life of sin and debauchery and misery. Turn to God because He waits there to welcome you, not to shun you, not to throw you away, but He wants to welcome you and bring you into His family, the family of the redeemed, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so from Rockbridge County, Virginia, we got cows all over here, come over to hear the sermon this morning. I wish I could get an offering out of them. Uh, no, just kidding. But they come over to listen to the sermon in Rockbridge County, Virginia. This is Brother Paxton saying, go with God and He will go with you. Bless you now is my prayer for your life. The scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 verses 10 and 11, I'm reading from the New American Standard Version, it says this, So at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven, those who are on earth, and those who are under the earth, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. These verses are incredibly awe-inspiring to me as I think about the, just the simple phrase, Jesus Christ is Lord. And when we proclaim Him as Lord in every arena in our lives, the political arena, the social arena, uh, the, the arena of employment, every arena of our life, when we proclaim Jesus Lord, it brings glory to God the Father. That's why we were created. We were created to fellowship with Him, yes. We were created to experience His love, yes. We were created to fulfill a God purpose for our lives, yes. But we were created to bring Him 
glory, I believe, first and foremost, is to bring God the Father glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so when we proclaim Him Lord, well, you say, a sickness is attacking my body. Well, Jesus is Lord. Uh, financial reverses are hitting me from all sides. Well, Jesus is Lord. Uh, I've, I'm having trouble with strife in relationships. Yes, but Jesus is Lord. When we proclaim Him Lord, we begin to find that our lives begin to bring Him glory as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Take a moment to just imagine this scene. Everything and everyone doing what they were intended and created to do, worshiping the one true Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this same Jesus who bowed his head in death at the hands of cruel and wicked men has been glorified so that when he is revealed, all will bow to him. Praise God, what a scene unfolding before us. Don't let other people or earthly things take away your devotion to Jesus. We just did a clip earlier. Truth is what counts. Truth is what matters. And our devotion belongs to Jesus. Our worship belongs to Him. Our hearts, beloved, belong to Jesus. Come reverently before Him, confessing that He is Lord over every area of your life. Worship Him now, and look forward to that time in the future when all will join you. In light of His Lordship, be bold in proclaiming the Gospel. You see, I don't care who's in the White House. It doesn't matter to the church because we've been given a commission and that commission is to preach the Gospel with great boldness, to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus Christ with great boldness. And so I don't have a problem facing whatever the world or society wants to throw my way, I, I can boldly say that there's only one way to heaven and His name is Jesus. There's only one Savior and His name is Jesus. There's only one right religion and it's the Jesus movement, praise God. And it's been moving full bore throughout this earth for the last 2,000 years. How can I so boldly say that in the face of a culture that almost wants to kill you when you say that? I can say it because he has empowered me with His grace because the more I proclaim His Lordship, the more glory I bring to the one true God. Hallelujah. And the more He gives me His grace to present the message to the masses of people who desperately need a Savior in the time in which you and I are living. Even those who ridicule Jesus now will one day be awestruck by Him and have nothing to say but Jesus Christ is Lord. Even those who will, God forbid, be separated from Him for all of eternity will one day praise His name. You see, just because we praise Him and just because we worship Him is not a sign that we're saved. We're saved when we're born again. We're saved when we're washed in His blood. But everyone will one day praise Him Everyone will one day, every knee will bow, the Bible said, and proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, giving glory to God the Father. God will receive glory even in His judgment of rebels. I want you to hear that. Even on that judgment day, for those, God forbid, we don't like it, and we certainly take no joy in it, but for those who are judged to spend eternity in the lake of fire, 
God will receive glory in that moment and He will receive glory from their lips. I want you to think of how awe-inspiring that is. How thunderously profound that that is. And that's why you and I, exalting His name today, is the greatest calling for every single Christian. I'm not so much interested in what you think you need to be doing and what you think your gift is to the body and what you think this and you think that and you listen start where you are by going out there today and exalting the name of the Lord Jesus Christ lift up his name build him up hallelujah and do it in community and do it together and do it individually and do it on your own but in all things give him thanks and give him praise and lift up his name because one day when they see Jesus in all of his glory the saved the unsaved the saved the lost the rich the poor the black the white all will give him glory and will cry out Jesus Christ is Lord they will understand it then but for the lost it will be too late and that's why it's important that we reach them now that we reach them now with the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, a simple message that He died to save us from our sins. So we lift Him up and we proclaim Him. It's not joining a church that saves you, even though I believe you ought to be in a church immediately when you get saved. It's not that church and it's not going to that church that saves you. It's Jesus Christ and His shed blood that saves you. And it's Jesus Christ and His shed blood that will change your heart and give you a heart to understand these things that we're bringing to you and, and others are bringing to you. It's Jesus Christ and His shed blood that makes you fit or meet or qualified for heaven. Hallelujah. And when you get saved, you'll begin to get holy and you'll begin to get righteous as well. And so Lord, I confess even now over every area of my life that you are Lord and you are ruler. I confess over every area of my life, forgive me when I have transferred my devotion to something else and wash me in your blood and cause me by the power of your Holy Spirit to rise up today and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This is Brother Paxton. I am here at the Stonewall Jackson Cemetery in Lexington, Virginia. This is Veterans Day, November the 11th, 2016. And I, we have just came through the election time as a nation, 
And uh, we're so very proud and honored to be a part of that process as Christians that we can cast a vote and make a difference and exercise our God-given call to be salt and light in the culture in which we live. I want to encourage all my pastor friends and every Christian everywhere that, you know, the culture war that's been raging in America is very, very real. And just because we have scored somewhat of a victory in this particular election doesn't mean that battle is finished. And so I just want to encourage you to, man, stay on point, stay on mission, love one another as the body of Christ, and get out there and, and pray, intercede for your country, intercede for President-elect Trump and his vice presidential choice, uh, Mike Pence. Uh, keep them in prayer, pray for their safety, pray for their protection. Pray for the hearts of men to be moved upon by the Holy Spirit at this critical time in our nation. And then do more than pray. Also, Christians, we need to stay involved in the political process in the United States of America. Man, we're standing here on Veterans Day and we can cast that vote. And we, we have the freedom to become involved because of the men who serve to protect and guard those freedoms. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, don't sit on your hands, don't hide in your churches, don't make fun of the election, don't make fun and make smart remarks about this candidate or that candidate. Get in there with an attitude of intercession, pray, seek God's face, vote, share the gospel, stand up for the word of God and be counted, and make a difference in the generation that you live in. I'm surrounded in this cemetery by family members. Right here is the Paxton plot where General Paxton is buried. I have other family me members here. Uh, cousin Tedford Barkley, a Paxton family cousin, is buried here. So many Paxtons are uh, uh, buried in this cemetery. And all of these men and women had a hand in birthing this nation. I'm proud of this country. I'm proud of our freedoms that God has given us a little more time. Somebody asked me the other day, what about this election? What do you, what do you really think? I said, God has given us a little more time to win more souls into the kingdom. That's, to me, that's the bottom line with this 2016 election. I believe Christ is soon to come, but God has given us more time to reach souls with the message of Jesus Christ. These people, among so many others, that are buried here in this cemetery and cemeteries across the land, paved the way for us to get to this moment where we are today. I mean, man, they paid with their blood, sweat, and tears that we might have that right to exercise that vote to, to speak up and let our voice be heard, to make a difference in our culture, to shine as bright lights and preserve as salt in the time in which we live. So don't hide in your churches and don't downplay the political process as a Christian because we're called for such a time as this. God will bring deliverance to the church, but if you sit on your hands, he's going to bring that deliverance through somebody else. But there will be a great deliverance. There will be a great reckoning day. There will, judgment will come when you and I have the privilege of serving Christ in the time in which we live. So happy Veterans Day. I salute you, all of you who have served this great land. And I, 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 I remove my hat only to honor you for your service. And uh, we love you very much. Thank you for all you've done. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Paxton. I'm here in Falling Springs in Virginia. And this is a word for some of my friends and some of my partners and supporters today. Some of you that are watching. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4, Jesus says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
If you are lost in sadness and sorrow today, remember that your great comforter and friend holds your hand firmly in his. No matter what you're going through, you have a mediator who died on a cross. He died for you, and he rose again from the dead and ascended to heaven where he intercedes for your comfort. Christ never leaves us in our distress. He is with us in the fiery ovens of life. He's on the stormy seas and in the valley of the shadow of death. Trust in him who will not allow anything to happen to us that would spiritually harm us. God himself said, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And we, we can look to Jesus, the man of sorrows, but yet very God, he drank a cup of bitterness so that we might be able to do the same and still maintain our victory and our joy and our hope in Him. So this last day here in Virginia, I leave you with this word. This is Brother Paxton. I'll see you a little further on up this gospel road. Bye-bye.